Welcome to the Make Disciples podcast, a short weekly podcast where we will share topics, ideas, and resources useful to you in your effort to follow Jesus as a disciple. Welcome back to another episode of the Make Disciples podcast. My name is Dan Rober, and it's a pleasure to be with you. And joining me in the podcast studio today is Senior Pastor David McNeely. David, good to have you here with us. Good to be here again. Glad to have you here for this uh, this season of episodes that we have going on. I guess this is your first time this season. This season sure is. And yeah. I, I don't know. I think something has changed. Did you say Russell wore these these headphones last? I think so. so yeah. I got these headphones on. I, I have no idea how giant that man's head is. Yeah. I'm, I'm singing that song on my head. Do your ears hang low? Mm. Well, you're talking about his head, but it may actually be the hair. It's probably, it's probably the man bun. Yeah. They wore last time. Could be getting in the way. Could be getting, yeah, I think that's it. That's all right. We'll, uh, we'll work around it anyway. So this entire season, we are talking about the doctrine of God. And a lot of people can use this phrase in an intimidating way, as if you're supposed to say it very formally, <laughs> the doctrine of God. But uh, our goal is to demystify it a little bit, and as much as we can, because God is mysterious, but there are things that he has revealed to us that we can know about him, that we want to understand about him from his revelation to us, and uh, it's useful to dive into these kind of topics. So today, we have uh, an interesting topic to get into. We're going to talk about the justice and the holiness of God, the justice and the holiness of God. Now, I think this is uh, important to discuss because it can be easy to focus on the good aspects of God. We just got finished doing a conversation about the love and mercy of God, but considering God's justice, his holiness can be a bit more, well, intimidating. So we want to consider how God's justice and holiness, understanding that is just as vital as we seek to understand this God that created the world and the God that we serve. Uh, so, David, let's just take it a step at a time. Uh, when we say that God is just, what are we talking about? Yeah, I think it's a similar concept that we see in life, uh, meaning that uh, God will not let the wrongs that occur um, go unnoticed, unpunished, undealt with. Is that even a word, undealt? Undealt. Fair. It's, it's going to be a word for now. Uh, it just means that uh, God calls what is right, right. He calls what is wrong, wrong, and he does something about it. That's the simplest way to explain it. So should we uh, celebrate this? Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, we should be thankful and grateful um, that it is a part of his character. So in the same way that we would not want a, a civilization to exist without any form of justice. Because we live in a world in which sin is a reality, uh, there has to be uh, a system that is going to punish wrongdoing. Punishment itself will not eliminate wrongdoing, but it will serve as a speed bump. Um, but then there's also just something inside of each that just knows it's not okay to do wrong things and there to be um, no consequence for that. So the fact that God is just, it's part of his character, we should celebrate that. Mm. What I don't think we should, I don't think anybody really gets excited about is when we talk about the people that have to face the consequences of their decisions. I'm not happy that, that they have to face consequences of their decision. I'm happy that there's a system that does it, um, but I don't delight when people go to jail, for example. 
Hmm. Yeah, I'm not excited um, about that. It's a necessary part of life. It's good that it's in existence, but I don't get excited about it in the same way. I don't get excited about God putting his justice on display, if that makes sense. I don't, I don't get excited for the people who are experiencing um, that, but yet at the same time, I'm grateful that it's a part of his character. Yeah, there's a stream here that I want to pick up in just a second. But before I do that, I actually want to bring in our other topic for today, this idea of holiness, because they're related topics. That's why we're talking about them together. So what do we mean when we talk about the holiness of God? So the word itself really means set apart. And so when the Bible talks about God being holy, it's really referring to two things. So think of it as two sides of the same coin. On the one side, it's that God is unique. I mean, he truly stands in the solitude of himself. There's nobody that is actually exactly like him. We are similar to him because we reflect him. We're made in his image, et cetera. But there is no other God. The the devil is not the opposite of God, for example. Uh, So it means that he is unique, unlike anything else um, that is there. But it also means that he's morally pure, that there is not even a hint of impurity um, uh, in him. So he is only that which is right in his character and in his uh, action. Yeah. So let's bring these two topics together. And this is where I wanted to get to. It's easy to talk about the justice of God when we don't think we're sitting underneath his justice, when we can say that this is for that person and we can say, yeah, get the wicked, take care of the wicked. But then I think about, uh, for example, what we hear in uh, Isaiah 6. So Isaiah is brought in this vision to the throne of God and uh, he's standing in front of a holy God and he can't help but say, woe is me for I am a man of unkeen lips. I'm not the one who's standing on the side of goodness here. I am the one who's going to be sitting underneath the justice of a holy God. And it's a bit harsher when you start thinking about it in that way. So the justice and holiness of God can end up being a topic of strong condemnation. So what are we supposed to do with that? Uh, How can we understand it in that light? Yeah. So because he is holy, because he is just, then therefore he, by his own standard, by his word, he must deal uh, with sin. So he tells us uh, in his word, the sins uh, will not go unpunished. He talks about right before that, remember, he says his love is going to go on. In, in essence, not going to be exhausted down there. And he says, uh, he says in many places, don't be fooled. God's not going to be mocked. He will not let the, the wicked go unpunished. The, the deeds go unpunished. So again, it, God is going to deal with sin in one of two ways. He is going to let the people experience the punishment that is due um, each of us. We have all earned the right to be punished by God. God's going to do what it is that he said he did. So it's either going to fall on the individual or it's going to be put somewhere else. And so sin will always be dealt with. So in the Old Testament, they thought maybe these little sins were going off to these animals. They didn't really think that it was going on the animal, but this was a symbol that it was that God was going to separate it. And then uh, we know uh, in the New Testament, then that became Christ. So God's wrath and righteous, right, uh, good wrath against sin, against evil, is going to be poured out. 
So it's going to be poured out on the individual. It's going to be poured out on Jesus. The, the choice is ours where we would rather it go. Yeah. So we're talking about these different attributes of God, and it seems like some of them might be in conflict with one another. Mm-hmm. So the last episode uh, that we talked was about the love and mercy of God. So how is it that God can be both just and merciful at the same time? It seems like those would contradict each other. Yeah. First of all, we all love talking about the love and mercy of God. That's the easy part. That's the part that uh, we typically weep with stories of gratitude and, and, oh, I can't believe how wonderful he's been, et cetera. And we should have that response. That's a good thing. Uh, we don't like talking about the wrath of God. So let me see if I can put it in an illustration with a parent. I think every parent knows this. There are times in which the right thing for you to do with your child is to extend grace and mercy. And because that's what that scenario or situation or whatever it may call for, that the best and wisest thing to do is to extend grace, extend mercy, give them something they don't deserve um, in the process, which is love, et cetera, rather than giving something they do deserve, which is the, the punishment. There are other times that a parent would say, hey, because I love this child, because I have great concern for them for the future, I want their well-being. The wisest and best decision I can make right now is to enforce whatever the the punishment may be. So uh, obviously, if there's never a punishment that's given for a uh, for a child, um, he's not going to learn. Whatever form of punishment that may take, I'm not advocating any single form of it right now, but some type of consequence. If consequences are never given, um, that child is going to uh, be so self-absorbed and manipulative and stay in that way that we all have to grow out of. If the only thing that a parent does is bring punishment, I think that child's going to be paranoid and become a legalist and uh, defeated and hopeless and eventually will just give up. So God, whereas we do that at an imperfect level, the best that we can with the uh, love that we have for our children, genuine love, God's is infinitely better, yeah, infinitely more wise, infinitely more loving, infinitely more just. And God always knows what is the right thing for individuals um, at that time, uh, whether it's to extend um, grace and mercy in the fullest extent and such that there's no um, punishment, if you would, uh, for that. And there's always consequence of some kind. According to James, there's always death of some sort that happens as a result of sin. Um, but oftentimes it may just be the natural consequences that we would face of things. So, yeah. So God's going to do it in a perfect sense. Um, he knows how to administer both of those things. Yeah. And that's important to know, and we can end on this, a simple idea that even though justice may not be fully felt now, there is a day when ultimate justice will prevail. And because we have a world that is overseen by a God who uphold the universe, there is the hope of ultimate justice one day. Because a world without God is a world without justice. It was the novelist John Updike who once wrote, if God does not exist, the world is a horror show. But because we have a God that is holy and just, there can be justice. And so there's one day that it will be fully realized. That's a killer quote. I've never heard that. That's a, that's a great one. Send that to me. Yeah. Well, last thing for me to say is this. Um, I remember going to my father years ago when I was learning, really starting to grow in the, those early formative years in my uh, spiritual life. And uh, this one was a hard one because I would have a heart for people um, that I wanted to see them come to faith and, and et cetera. 
And I remember my dad very wisely and pastorally just telling me, said, son, there are going to be several things about God that you're going to learn that you're not going to like. Um, but just because I don't like it doesn't mean that I can dismiss it. And so I don't like the fact that there is punishment. Again, I don't like the fact that punishment has to be administered. I don't like the fact that we live in a world in which that's the reality. But I do like the fact that God is what you said. He's not looking away forever. He is going to do the right thing and he's going to do it at the right time. Yeah. So I can delight in his character um, without having to enjoy the fact that, man, consequences of sin are brutal. So I don't ever want to apologize for God and for his character, but I also don't want to say, yeah, God, now you go get the wicked. <laughs> I think I'm, if I'm doing that, I'm out of touch with my own condition. Well, with that, let's uh, leave that there for today. A lot of good stuff uh, talking about today. And uh, thank you for being here, David. Thank you. And thank you for joining us for this episode of the Make Disciples podcast. We hope you will continue to join us for this season as we talk about the doctrine of God. Thanks for joining us for the Make Disciples podcast. We would love it if you would subscribe, leave a review, and spread the word. This podcast can be found in Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This podcast is a ministry of Wildwood Church in Tallahassee, Florida. Please join us again for our next episode of Make Disciples.